Welcome to The Advertising Show, America's only radio program focusing on advertising, media, marketing, product development, branding, new media, sales and customer relations. Stay with us for entertaining marketing discussion and our special guest interview. Now, here are your hosts, Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. And it's the Advertising Show. It's being brought to you by Advertising Age Magazine. Visit uh, AdAge online at adage.com. The Advertising Show, a big radio midget production. Rachel Lins and Brad Forsyth, as we've got a special guest today from L.A., the other coast. And her name is Sally Hogshead. We're going to be joining Sally in conversation here in uh, just a little while. And uh, we'll be with you, uh, are you. Are we all together here? Yes, we are. This has been amazing. We are, uh, <laughs> Brad, how are, you, how are you doing, well, Joe? We are together, but it depends on how you mean that. In you the most, uh, over a little in bit, the most generic way, Brad. Yes, thank <laughs> you. Scoot away. You're a little too close. Please, get your hand off my leg. Okay. Anyway, it, it'll be fun to have Sally Hogshead on. Sally, we had a chance oh, to yeah. meet Sally in Houston when she was at the Houston Advertising Federation event. And well, you, um, did. you did, right? Or me? No, you did. I did. Not yeah, me. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's a really cool little book, and worthwhile. It's called Radical Careering. So we'll be uh, uh, talking with Sally here in, in just a little while. A little bit later on this hour, we have um, our advertising showcase coming your way too. Um, anyway, so how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm really looking forward to this interview. You, like I said, you had the chance to meet Sally. I didn't, but I had a chance to talk with her a few days ago uh, during pre-interview and. She is a, a, just a you know a bundle of fire. It's everything I'm going to be able to do to hang on to you know as we go through this with her in a few minutes. She is known, Ray. You may not know this. Mm-hmm. She's known as the uh, Oracle of Venice Beach, which means I'm envisioning a uh, a thong <laughs> of some sort, a pair of skates, and and a lot of uh, up and down the, the the boardwalk there, the sidewalk. Okay, I'm gotta visualized. watch that thong thing though. Okay, uh, no, I said song. Yeah, okay. Is that what I you I just said? have a lisp. I have uh, a lisp. Oh, we have Thong. it on re- re- recording this, too. We'll go back. The lawyers will take a look at that in the morning. Well, oh, she's fine. Sally, she's, we certainly she's apologize. A, no, she's she's, fine. she's a good sport, and uh, and I got I agree with you, Ray. This is a great book. If you uh, are, you don't have to be looking for a job to uh, enjoy uh, radical careering. Oh yeah. All you got to do is be uh, less than uh, completely uh, elated with your current job, and it's worth reading. And even if you are thinking you're happy. Maybe you read this book and you find out maybe you're not so happy after all, huh? <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> yeah. It's better than a trip to your therapist. That's true. Cheaper, too. Well, I have. I had something here. This is going on. Um, uh, today's the 20th, right? Yeah, tomorrow's mm-hmm. the 21st. Right. Uh, this is kind of weird and cool. It's um, the television show Medium, mm-hmm. as opposed oh. to the Extra Large and Extra Extra Large show. I like um, that show. Yeah, it's good. Uh, and what's happening tomorrow... Uh, the producers of the show have Rod Serling, the late mm. Rod Serling, opening yeah. the show. Uh, what they've done, uh, the, it says November 21st broadcast of Medium starring uh, Patricia Arquette, who, mm-hmm. as we found out, is, um, uh, what's the guy's name, Charlie Weaver, uh, is, uh, that's a granddaughter of his. Yeah. Uh, is that right? Yeah, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, as a psychic uh, crime solver, feature uh, several spooky three-dimensional effects, and the network is distributing millions of 3D glasses. I don't know. Oh, I see. Most of them through TV Guide, and uh, what they're doing is having you watch this thing. But mm-hmm. it's a 45-second opening sequence in which Rod Serling, the late, 
Rod Serling will be reanimated mm-hmm. in an altered film clip taken from the Twilight Zone. And uh, that should be really interesting. So that'll be yeah. tomorrow, you know, Monday, for media. Walk with me if you will, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, I was a big fan of... Uh, of uh, uh, the Twilight Zone. Which well, you and I grew up early. in the Twilight Zone. I mean, the, exactly. the first Twilight Zone. Had nothing to do with the TV show. It was where I lived. Exactly. No, you're right. I, no, yeah. I loved that program, and I used to watch it along with uh, all the other stuff back then. You know, speaking of television, if I were to say that uh, the big three networks have a drop-in ad revenue, would you? Would you? Would that surprise you? Uh, no. Right. How about <laughs> no. twenty? How about twenty-one point five percent drop in the third quarter? Alone now, of course, some, some of this is stemming from the uh, absence of the Summer Olympics, uh, which, of course, it was a year ago. But yet, a seven hundred and seven million dollar uh, 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 reduction in revenue, uh, down to two point two billion in third quarter, is uh, is a number that has to be looked at. And of course, uh, you know, it's no secret that the uh, networks, uh, just TV in general, but certainly the networks are uh, are suffering a little bit. Because we're looking at other media, and not to, it's not all about cable. It's not about dollars just going to cable. They're oh, looking exactly. at alternative media, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can't figure out how to mm-hmm. write that, write that uh, ship, I suppose, a little bit, huh? Yeah, heads will roll. That's the answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is he white collar? It doesn't matter. It's, they're gone. <laughs> You're uh, right. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Hey, uh, let's, uh, let's get uh, Joe Jaffe on. Joe is a, is a brand new feature here on the advertising show. It's called A Different Perspective. And today, although you, we really won't require you to take a test, this is all about testing. <laughs> With Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth, there's Joe Jaffe. If you dare to risk seeing the world from a new point of view, join us now for A Different Perspective, featuring author and new marketing consultant, Joseph Jaffe. If there's one word that I really hate in this business, it's the word test. Clients are trying to test everything. But for them, testing doesn't mean diving in headfirst. It means dipping their toes in the water. And typically, the first experience that you'll ever have when you dip your toe in the water is one of shock, one of recoiling because of the cold. The only way to immerse yourself and get used to the temperature of the water is to dive in headfirst. Companies have got to be taking risks nowadays. They've got to be diving in headfirst. If they're going to test or experiment, if they're going to embrace new marketing, they've got to do it properly. I love the saying, you can't be half pregnant. And that's how it has to be when trying something new. Don't dip your toe in the water. Immerse yourself. Do it properly. Do it in an integrated fashion. And make sure that you learn from these tests or experiments. So much so that the next time, you're not testing anymore, but really moving forward with complete conviction and confidence and making sure that in doing so, you're going to have somewhat of a competitive edge over your competitors that are just testing the waters. This has been A Different Perspective, featuring Joseph Jaffe, president of new marketing consulting practice Jaffe LLC and author of Life After the 30-Second Spot. To learn more, log on to getthejuice.com. It's Ray Shellens and Brad Forsyth on the Advertising Show and uh, about to join uh, Sally Hogshead in conversation. Uh, her book is called Radical Careering, 100 Truths to Jumpstart Your Job, Your Career, and Your Life. So, mm. uh, and Oh, wait, and Your Car. I right. forgot that one, so that's good. Yeah. You can also it does use come with it. That's kind of a jumper, jumper, jumper yeah. That would actually be kind of a cool thing to market this book with. Anyway, would we'll tell Sally that. And if she uses it, it's our idea, darling. <laughs> that's true. Um, hey, Brad, something yeah. really cool here. Um, huh? 
You know, we've got the Clear Channel Less Is More initiative, uh, 30 second versus 60 second spots. We meaning the world of advertising. Yeah, that's exactly mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And uh, now, how about how about a one second TV spot? One second TV oh, spot. Wait a minute. Hold it. Okay, it there was it just is. on. I uh-huh. missed it. Yeah, right. Okay, this is a uh, fast-acting breath mint. Makes its pitch just as quickly in one second. This is out of Belgium. Uh, mm-hmm. It says today's world is a fast, uh, frantic pace place. It's an environment where no one wants to wait for problems to be solved. Belgium's one second applied the insight to particular issues of a breath freshener and came up with a menthol gel that works with, you guessed it, in one second. Mm-hmm. And that is what... The uh, commercial says it's, uh, let's see, uh, a limited budget. Who doesn't have a limited budget? Uh, one second yeah. uh, needed some fast-acting media to launch in Belgium, and uh, they came up with that stuff. I, they described what was on the TV spot. Oh, I, oh, there we go. It says, viewers see a woman sticking the gel. It's a gel mint type thing on her tongue, followed by a product shot and a fast-paced whisper of one second. And that's mm-hmm. the spot. Isn't yeah. that cool? One well, second. Where do you get? Where do you get the and the name of it? I think ties in with that one second uh, idea, doesn't it? I What's believe so. Yes. Yeah. Well, who would know in in Belgium, right? I mean, in a Belgium, whatever the Belgium language is, it's Belgium. It's Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or Polish. We're not sure. Yeah. Right. It depends. Right. Well, Don't say it's... depends at your age, right? Oh, shut up. We have uh, <laughs> Sally Hogshead coming up in just a minute on the advertising show, Radical Careering, and we get to join Sally in conversation uh, uh, all this hour, as a matter of fact. So stick around with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. Make your advertising dollars work smarter. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. Colgate toothpaste, the tooth toughener. How can that be? Well, it contains advanced MFP fluoride. It's the only toothpaste that does, and it does toughen tooth enamel. With tougher enamel, the children won't have so many cavities. It's the Advertising Show with Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. And our special guest today out of uh, Los Angeles is Sally Hogshead. As we said, we had a chance to meet uh, Sally here in Houston, at least I did, uh, when she was at an event. If we read her entire bio, we will run out of time for this uh, first segment, Brad. So what we're going to do instead is we'll read part of it, okay? It'll be hmm. uh, it'll be like a uh, segment two or something. But Sally is the author of a brand-new book. It's called Radical Careering. It's a hundred uh, truths to jumpstart your job, your career, and your life. Uh, by her early twenties, Sally has, has garnered an unprecedented collection of uh, national advertising awards for innovation and opened her first ad agency at age twenty-seven. That's amazing. One of the industry's most celebrated creative directors, she's been described in the press as intrepid, a mastermind, and the oracle of Venice Beach. And I think probably that's what we ought to do is is end it on that so mm-hmm. sally uh welcome to the advertising show it is so good to to have you on the show today oh uh, thanks you guys well you know uh, ray asked me to ask you first and we'll get it out of the way early i uh, wanted to, <laughs> wanted to know if you personally posed for the picture in chapter 48 ah! that is uh that reads opportunity is a more valuable currency than cash and you may want to describe for our audience what that visual it looks like or maybe not brad Yes. Well, <laughs> I'm you sorry. Know, you know, in advertising, you can't just have an image that's that, that's going to blend in. So um, I wanted to find a, an image that would symbolize this idea that um, you need to be able to sustain your whole career. So the image is a naked woman's breast 
mm-hmm. with a hungry baby, mm-hmm. open right. mouth, moving mm-hmm. towards the booby. And I got to right. tell you, <laughs> it, that that picture, that is the best screener I possibly could have hoped for. Because people who shouldn't be reading the book in the first place, they pick it up if they skim through it and they say, <gasps> There's a booby in here. <laughs> you put it right down, and they just keep moving. Other people well, and, go, well, I'm intrigued. Here's a career book that has a naked woman's breast in it. Yeah, and, you know, it's an interesting uh, layout, an interesting concept in, in total, and we'll talk a little bit about that. And, by the way, Ray now has that picture as a screen seat, yeah, saver right, yeah. in his office. Right. So, so picture your kidney that. on uh, 35, Brad. Oh, wait, that's a yeah. watermelon. <laughs> right, you're funny. You're funny. Let's jump into some things about your book. Let's start with uh, with uh, your target audience for your book. Who, who should read Radical? careering and please don't say everyone it's definitely not a book for everyone it's not Mm -hmm. a book for bureaucrats or Mm -hmm. clock watchers or paper pushers it's a book for people who want to turbocharge what they're up to so no matter what level you're at if you want to jump to a higher level of success sometimes you just need some tools and some insider scoop on how to get there and this is a book that shows you how do you get most quickly from where you are today to where you want to go Mm-hmm. And in your book, truly, uh, the format packaging of your book uh, truly is uh, unique and unusual. I understand you were very involved in the uh, in the design of your book, and you have a little interesting side story about all that. We'll talk a little bit about that side. <laughs> well, I'm curious to know about the side story. Which side story are we talking well, about? Well, the side story where you made a little uh, investment and then a reinvestment. Right. I uh, When I kept trying to explain to people, I want to do a career book. And this sounds obvious to anybody who's in advertising, but outside of advertising in the conservative world of publishing, this is unheard of. I said, I want to do a career book that's for color and visual and in your face, and that feels like what a career should feel like. I want a book that feels passionate and creative and innovative. And nobody knew what I was talking about. And so finally I had to put together a a comp. I had to put together a a prototype of exactly what I meant. And as soon as I did that, then a bidding more started. And so I had to be able to see the book all the way through production from the very beginning to the very end, just the way we would do on um, a spread ad or a, a television shoot. And at one point, I realized that it wasn't going the way I wanted to. It was good. The book looked good, but it wasn't great. And so just right before the book had to be uh, delivered to the printer, I, I pulled the plug on one designer and handed the assignment over to another designer. My publisher thought I was in and it was probably the biggest risk of my entire career because we only had a few weeks left. But um, hopefully you you can tell from looking at the book that it was worth it. Yeah, I agree. And what, what message would our listeners get from that? I mean, you're not a perfectionist, but yet uh, obviously you have to be pleased yourself. And, and even though you might bump up against deadlines, it's not really about hitting a deadline or, or not willing to uh, you know create a little chaos in your life. It's really about doing it right. Exactly. If you Radical truth number 31, you can be comfortable or outstanding, but not both. Sometimes you have to do things that are a little bit unreasonable. You have to go over the top in order to get the result that you want. You can't just coast through and passively wait and see what the result is. You've got to roll up your sleeves and get your hands dirty and take some risks. And, yeah, you're going to fall on your face sometimes, but when it pays off, then you're going to be able to have a result that you're completely accountable for. Yeah. And, you know, uh, did you do some research beforehand and find that uh, there weren't really uh, much out there as far as career guidance type books? Or or how did you arrive at this decision to write this book? I was at a time in my own career when I needed some career advice. And I went into the career section of the bookstore. And I don't know if you've ever been to the career section of a bookstore. It's cold and it's dusty and there's no one back there. And you pull the books off the shelf and the dust flies. (laughs) 
And they all just feel so cookie-cutter and so straightforward and anemic and matronly. And so I said, well, I'll, I'll do my own book. How hard can it be? <laughs> yeah, it took about two years of solid work. And so I did a ton of research into the category, and I also did research into why are people succeeding today? How and why are, are they kicking ass in their career? So I talked to a 1,000 people. I hired a research company to talk to a 1,000 people around the country to really kind of get inside their um, why we succeed so differently today than we did even five or ten years ago. And the results were just amazing, amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, uh, I got to tell you, the uh, books out there are really all about more about how to get a job or, or whatever, how to interview, how to write a write a uh, a uh, what am I saying a resume, resume or something. But sure. yeah, it's been a long time since I've looked for a job. But anyway, mm-hmm. the uh, the uh, this book is absolutely nothing like that. And again, I want to encourage our listeners: if uh, you don't have to be looking for a job, you could be uh, ten, fifteen years into your career. And this book, I'm, I'm guessing, I would say, and tell me if I'm fair in saying this, I'd characterize the book as a little bit uh, self-help uh, improvement uh, along with a, a business uh, sure. category book. Would you agree with that, Sally? I would agree with that, and I would say that I cringe at words like empowering or motivational or self-help because everything that's come before in that category feels so saccharine and, and right. just like, ugh, get it off me. But mm-hmm. There yeah, really isn't a book out there that, that, in a cool, hip, insider way, helps you um, with figuring out, well, what do you want to do with your life, and how are you going to get there? What, what, what do you need to do? It's not about formatting your resume, like you said. It's about, what do you want to do with your life? That should be on the last page of your book. Really more like changing behaviors and, and uh, things like that and perceptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know what yeah. it is. It's really so much the same the same thinking that we apply to our clients. We help our clients become more valuable and powerful in the marketplace. But we very rarely think, what, do I, what can I do in my own career to become more powerful and valuable in the job marketplace? It's uh, Sally, we've got to take a break here, believe it or not. Play some sure commercials can. on the advertising show. Sally Hogshead out of Los Angeles. We've got to hear about your... Uh, well, you, if you've not been to the website, you need to go visit that as well. She has an interesting place in uh, California. Radical Careering, 100 Truths to Jumpstart Your Job, Your Career, and Your Life. Back in just a minute with more on the advertising show. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. Burgess is a darn good battery. In my hand, I have a Burgess battery, the darn good battery, and that other battery. Now, tell me what I am doing. You just dropped the other battery. You're stomping on it. Okay. Now, if you were going to select one of these two batteries, Burgess Mm -hmm. or that other battery to use in your (laughs) transistor, which one would you select? (laughs) I would choose uh, Burgess. It looks like it's in much better condition yeah, right and now. It is. You know, isn't that wonderful? Destroy your, your competitor's product and then ask what they'd like to buy, yours or theirs. What a concept, eh? It's Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth on the advertising show. The World Against Toys Causing Harm, Brad, also known as Watch, issued its uh, annual 10 Worst Toys list of 2005 this past week, and we'll get to that maybe a little bit later on in the show. And uh, the good news is Sally Hogshead's book is not on that list, okay? So we're happy to hear that. (laughs) Sally uh, from uh, Los Angeles, Radical Careering, 100 Truths to Jumpstart Your Job, Your Career, and Your Life, uh, with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth on the Advertising Show. So glad you're there. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, and welcome back to the show, Sally. I'm curious about uh, your your take on risk. You know, in the agency business and, and marketing and advertising, we hear a lot about uh, risk, or, or as uh, Joe Jaffe said at the top of the hour, the lack thereof in some cases, or the the tendency to want to test and 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 not really give opportunities to uh, take hold. The most uh, risk decision is not making one is one of your radical truths. Do you feel that agencies or clients or both uh, have stopped taking risk today? I do, I do, and it's really frustrating and disappointing, and it's definitely to the detriment of their clients and their results. The agencies that are taking risks are are definitely getting uh, the, the free media and the free press um, and and those evangelist consumers because they're they're not going by gut check; they're going by that process that Jaffe was talking about with trying to wade into the testing pool. Mm-hmm. Everything is so- lowest common denominator. Right. So when when you uh who, who's responsible then? I mean is the is it the job of the agency to uh bring to their clients uh, risk-taking opportunities or is it the uh client's job to demand that of their agency? Is is sometimes you find that maybe great ideas never see the light of the day uh, of the day because the uh, client's not willing to take the risk. It's such a great question. The problem is there's a learned helplessness that when you present risky ideas and they get killed over and over again, pretty soon the creatives and the agency starts figuring out that that's not where the win is. And that's when, a, that's when an agency-client relationship really starts going downhill because when you're not willing to take risks, you're going to have a very limited payoff. You're not going to be able to see the sort of extraordinary growth that can come with risk. It's a matter of making intelligent strategic decisions but at a certain point you have to go on your gut you can't you can't plot a linear course for truly remarkable results yeah you know ray and i uh hosted the uh, addy awards the national addy awards this uh, past year at uh where were we ray we're in nashville right nashville yes yes and uh you know we made we made a point during the addy awards to acknowledge the cli- the uh, clients and because frankly without the client's willingness to take the kind of risk of doing sure. some outstanding creative uh the agencies would have never created it and uh, got into some competition and ultimately uh, received the highest honor that being an addy award so you know uh I think it, you know, we've always preached that, uh, there are, <laughs> there are only a handful of great clients out there that are willing to allow agencies to take risks today, I find. You know, you say in your book that the traditional career path, Sally, went out with gold, uh, retirement watches. Has employee loyalty disappeared in business today? <laughs> it is gone up in smoke, but with it, with the loss of loyalty comes a very interesting new trend that we're seeing. Instead of looking at a corporate staffing chart to see where you're going to be in two years, five years, ten years, twenty years with a gold watch at the end, now you can figure out what is it that you want and then how do you plot the course to get there. So what companies are getting from their employers, from their employees is a new entrepreneurialism. And what employees are getting is um, a job stability that wasn't possible before because they're investing in themselves rather than just investing in the company. You know that's uh, that's great advice. You, you also talk about in your book uh, portable equity and trapped equity, and I mm. think uh, w- once people hear your description of this, I think many can relate to that. And we just have a well, I guess we have uh, several minutes left in this segment. Go ahead, Sally. Yes, I love the concept of portable equity, so I love that you brought that up because portable equity is really the secret to having a radical career. If you think of your career like a bank account, and every time you acquire a new skill or a great contact or you win an award or get a piece of press. 
or you do something exceptional that's an achievement everybody can point to as a, as a measurable result that's valuable, it goes into your bank account. And even if you leave that job or even if you leave the department within the company, that travels with you and it adds to your value. It's portable equity as opposed to trapped equity, which are all the things that we, that we do during the day that don't add to our long-term value like the batting average on the softball team or bringing bagels in for the office. It's not that you shouldn't do those things. Mm -hmm. It's just when you go to look for a job, that's not going to propel you to the next level. Makes sense. And and I assume trapped equity is when you feel that you, uh, I mean, can't that be a situation where you've, uh, you you talk about mortgages and you talk about getting into a lifestyle based on the earnings and ending Mm. up feeling a bit, uh, a bit trapped where you are in a dead end, a dead end road and a dead end job and dealing with uh, maybe a boss that you're not so happy about and, or happy with, I should say. How do people deal with this? Because I'm sure that's something that's fairly common out there. It is so common, and it's an excellent question. The most of, the most dangerous position you can put yourself in, especially within advertising and marketing fields, is to not constantly be shoving fresh portable equity into that career bank account. If all you're doing is coasting on laurels or you're relying on the benevolence of your company to keep giving you that fat Christmas bonus, right. <laughs> then you're screwed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because then you're not going to be able to get another job. It's worse than golden handcuffs. It's iron shackles. Hmm. Well, in this in this consumer oriented world we all live in here in uh, the U.S., isn't that uh, a bit challenging to try to uh, you know wear your designer suits and and have the kind of lifestyle that takes you to uh, the Caribbean a you know a few times a year or wherever you happen to vacation and and yet uh, it seems to be you know among peers within any industry. A certain level of uh, of uh, lifestyle and uh, consumerism is running rampant uh, throughout all of America. So how do you how do you figure out how to dial back and simplify to be able to be in that position? I'm not the expert on dialing back. Lord knows, I I like my I like all the things that you mentioned as much as the next person. But the trick is, if you you can't let the cost of living exceed the quality of work that you're producing. So if you're producing mediocre work and you're not generating concrete, measurable results, and you're not adding new portable equity to your career, then you're in a very dangerous position because you're putting more emphasis on your quality of life than you are on on justifying it and, and validating it so that you're, you, you become vulnerable. You, it, you, you're, you're putting your focus on the wrong thing. If you focus on the work, then the money will follow. But if you focus on the money, then pretty soon the rest of it becomes a house of cards. You know, that's such great advice. Uh, you know, I think all of us have uh, been in a situation, maybe, hopefully, <laughs> at one time or another, where we felt we were uh, maybe a bit overpaid early on in our career, but yet felt stuck because we became accustomed to the, mm-hmm. the, drug, the drug of money, so to speak. And uh, it, it takes a lot to break out of that. Uh, real quickly, we have a few minutes left in this uh, segment. Chapter 10, uh, Ray and I were talking off the air. He, he thought it said avoid whips, and he was all for it, but he didn't realize that it meant avoid manufacturing. <laughs> Manufacturing buggy whips, which was more of a lifestyle. That's a lifestyle issue with Ray. But in any event, you talk you talk about the value of rules, saying that rules are good. Otherwise, we would have no box to uh, go outside of. Do you feel we're seeing more of this today as traditional advertising is being tossed out the window and new alternative uh, communication channels are being explored? That is a great analogy. Traditional thirty-second television commercials are the buggy whip 
of today of advertising. And it's not that television isn't great. It's not that traditional media isn't an important component. But you need to learn new skills so that you have transferable assets that if, if television continues going down, then you're going to be able to have other fresh new skills. It may mean taking a class or joining a new networking circle of people who can teach you new experiences. But it's, it's absolutely crucial to make sure you don't have all your eggs in the traditional media basket. Well, it's great advice. We have about a minute and a half left. I can just hear parts of our audience saying, okay, my job sucks. Help me out here. And we're going to have to hold that, I guess, till next hour. That would be a good thing to do because we hear the music, and, of course, Brad's up dancing again. That's embarrassing. <laughs> Brad, uh, let's see. Portable, portable equity caused Brad to put a trailer hitch on his car. I, he didn't get that part exactly. It's Sally Hogshead on the Advertising Show. The uh, book is called Radical Careering, 100 Truths to Jumpstart Your Job, Your Career, and Your Life. Back in just a minute with more on the advertising show. Make informed decisions about your company's advertising strategy. This is the advertising show. When Oh, thank you for that. That's a wonderful uh, little uh, commercial. Bromo <laughs> Quinine, right in time for the holidays here. Our special guest, Sally Hogshead, out of Los Angeles uh, this weekend here on the Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. And we're bringing uh, Sally back next hour, so we'll get a chance to find out a little bit more about here. Uh, you know, you visited her website, Brad? Uh, yes, I did. And uh, it is uh, it is really kind of funny. They've got some stuff that you can put up there. They're, they were in a not good neighborhood, okay? That's about only mm-hmm. one way to put it. In between two warring gangs. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a result, it causes not anxiety, but they made, a, they made it very humorous with even a really cool uh, humorous Christmas card. So, And I have her website here. Where, what did I do with it? Where's that website? Do you want me to tell you? Please tell me. Okay. Do you have the website? Sure. Sallyhogshead.com or radicalcareering.com. We've got two ways to get there. Yes, that's true. Sallyhogshead.com. Or you can phone her, Brad. Hey, Ray, what was that phone number? Well, let's give her cell phone out. Oh. (laughs) No, <laughs> we hey, have. You know, uh, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to mention you. You said uh, they had the gangs and so forth, and and her uh, Christmas card. If you look at that closely, you'll see one of the gang members flashing right. a symbol. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's and so. Not if a good I ever thing. if I ever see somebody do that symbol, yeah, I'll know that they're not trying to send me the secret fraternity handshake. No, you know that no. one already, don't that, you? That, yeah. Well, I do, but I don't want to do that here. I understand. I understand. Yeah. Every week we took a look, take a look at the upside and the downside of advertising. <laughs> take a week. I know. <laughs> and uh, we, uh, <laughs> gee, thanks for calling attention to no, that. No, you Brad. said take a leak. No, I, I did. It was funny. No, yes, you, we'll replay I it in the next lick. hour. <laughs> we uh, we look at the upside and the downside of advertising. And uh, what do you what do you what is in your water glass today? Well, that's not same water. thing you're drinking. Okay. It's uh, what is this? Uh, absolute? No. <laughs> It's absolutely H2O. You got and, uh, that right. this is the upside and downside of advertising, and this is the good stuff this week's. And now it's time for the Advertising Show's Advertising Showcase, an outstanding example of on-target advertising for the good stuff. Here's Ray and Brad. So what's cooking in your little bag there? 
Well, thank you, little bag. Uh, <laughs> Ray, we're going to have to get a handle on today's show. Well, you know, what I have here is a half-page ad. It's too uh, for late. Ho- yeah, sorry. Uh, half-page ad for Home Depot that ran in the Wall Street Journal. You might be asking yourself, wait a minute, Home Depot, the retailer? No, Home Depot, the installation division. So now it might make sense as to why they might be running in the Wall Street Journal. Sure. Uh, but what what I uh, – <laughs> I'm sorry? I said cool. Yeah, well, you're a home improvement freak. You, oh, know, yeah. you watch the you watch the uh, DYI network and all that good stuff. I have the Home Depot ad right here in front of me. This is not from the Wall Street Journal, though. No, no. This so. is the installation version. Maybe right. you have that. But anyway, well, I I don't know about you, Gray, but uh, when it comes to home improvement, I think one of the you know superior ways to convey your capability is simply by showing a before and after. Uh, of your work, and, and that's exactly what we have here with uh, Home Depot, a cleverly executed what appears to be uh, a, a Polaroids of each of the before and the afters. It happens to be a kitchen situation here, right. and the before is in black and white, and the after, of course, would be what? In a beautiful color uh, version, but yet it's, again, Polaroid uh, side-by-sides, and, and underneath the word, uh, underneath uh, on the border of the bottom, they say before and after, in case you can't get that, and the headline reads, you have a dream, we have it installed, and Underneath the headline, you have four simple lines of copy. And in the bottom right-hand corner, you have the uh, orange uh, uh, Home Depot apron that's uh, functioning as their logo. And the little tagline they use, you can do it, we can help. Now, the, the Home Depot ad that I just described is, in my opinion, a great example of newspaper advertising. It has plenty of white space, which we always encourage. It invites the reader to certainly read it or at least look at it. And when you think about it, uh, when, when you think about why people read newspapers, if you can get your point across by simply just having people note what it is that they're seeing without reading all the copy, which in this case, uh, headline, visual, logo pretty much tells the story. You've, you've really accomplished what you set out to do. And then, of course, if you're interested in home improvement, the copy being just uh, four lines of copy there, and uh, it encourages the reader. It says, come on in, read me. And, and I think many people that would be interested in home improvement would read it. So uh, I think the takeaway for any uh, advertisers or, or business people out there listening is uh, when it comes to newspaper, uh, let's begin with uh, understanding that uh, people read the newspaper for news and editorial, not your ads. So let's try to communicate in a simple, nice, and concise way, and hopefully a clever and creative way. So congratulations to Home Depot and their agency, the Richards Group, for this week's Advertisers Showcase item of the week. Those guys are good at the Richards Group in Dallas, right? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, very good. Up. I am. It really, it really hit me. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, while you're taking a break, uh, before uh, next hour when we get back with Sally Ray, we're going to be talking to her about a uh, a friend of yours that she knows all too well and a former guest on the show, Luke Sullivan. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, she she worked with Luke. In fact, Luke was a uh, 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 she was a protege of of Luke's, and I will say he was a mentor of hers. And we'll we'll get into that because that's a great mentor a to have. No, he's a, he's yeah. a wonderful guy and a, a really uh, compassionate guy and a. a Successful in his uh, career, no doubt. You met him, right? You yeah, had a chance absolutely. to meet him in Austin, right? Very humble guy. Now? GSDNM now, I think. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He likes to eat at Zuma's. Uh, or no, Z Tejas, that's what it is, Z Tejas, down the street well, from the agency there. Anything cool with margaritas, place. you're pretty much in, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to put it bluntly, yes. Uh, hey, we talked before. What's, how much what time do we have? We've got a couple of minutes here, don't we? Uh, we, we talked before about the, the, uh, the, the group Watch, World Against Toys Causing Harm, <laughs> mm-hmm. as if we need another group out there watching stuff for us. And uh, they put the, uh, the 10 annual worst toys list on, on top. So here, if you're looking to buy any of this stuff, Brad, or any of our listeners, actually, 
This is the worst list? This is the worst list. Okay, let me uh, get my pen out. Target's Baby Serena, the Baby mm-hmm. I'm Yours doll, which comes with a rattle and bottles and disassembled into small parts that then can then be swallowed. You'd want that oh, for your child. Okay. Great. How about Fisher Price's Little Mommy Bath Baby doll? I know that was on your list. Made by Mattel, comes with a bottle whose parts could be cause, uh, causing choking. We see a trend here, don't we? We get anything, into some... Anything to encourage a bath, exactly. I'm all for. <laughs> Well, then you'd like this next one. Okay. Animal Alley Ponies distributed by Toys R Us, <laughs> which can cause ingestion industries. Watch says oh. these soft, colorful ponies aimed at infants have long, fiber-like hair that can be hazardous. Okay. Oh. Well, wait a minute. What's that there in your tooth? Yeah, I see. Is that a hair? No, it's not. City Blocks <laughs> distributed by iSchool, IQ Preschool, Small World Toys, also made the list because of the potential for ingestion and choking. <laughs> Here's a good one. Boy, this is one you want to get for your, your, your nephew and uh, all that kind of stuff. The uh, Camouflage Water Bomb Fun Kit from Pioneer Worldwide, baby. A slingshot capable of forcefully firing water bombs that could cause eye injuries. Well, that's a great mission statement. You know, based on everything you're saying, I'm just gonna when I need to buy some gifts for small children. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to eat them first. Yes, <laughs> and if you can, then don't do that and take it back. That's right. That would be the rule. But I know this was on your list as well. The Splatmatic mm. Pistol Splat Paintball Shooter <laughs> fires paintballs at high velocity. Also made the list because of its potential for eye, face, and other impacts. Industries, yeah. uh, as did Hasbro's Star Wars Revenge of the Sith Energy Beam Blaster. <laughs> comes with pressurized energy beam string canisters. Oh, man. I and, remember and when you had one of those in your pocket and people were asking you. Is at the that, airport, uh, is that what you were saying? Yeah. Well, right. no, they wanted to know if you no, carrying don't say, a paint gun. Or, don't say that. Don't, <laughs> okay. See, see, I'm sorry. Already, we're on the radio. We can't do that. What we've already done is crossed over the uh, George Carlin list of almost 10. How many, no. how many words did he have to say? No, no we did not. No, we, we did didn't not. do that. No, we're we just guys. alluded to all of them. You know, you're right. That's scary. Sally yeah. Hogshead is on the line from Los Angeles this weekend on the advertising show, and she'll be joining us uh, next hour as well. Her book is called Radical Careering, 100 Truths to uh, Jumpstart Your Job, Your Career, and Your Life, not to mention your Ford pickup. And I'm, I'm curious to see what she means by aspiring to be the dumbest person in the room, okay? Well, we'll, we'll ask you, her that. You and I do that quite, quite often, don't we? But we don't aspire. No, we, we just, just do it. We're there. We're there. Yeah. Okay. Advertising show is brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. You can visit online at adage.com. We uh, will be with you next hour with uh, a few more features and, of course, Sally Hogshead as well. So stick around. Also, visit theadvertisingshow.com. That's a great place, too. The Advertising Show, a big radio midgets production. Welcome to The Advertising Show, America's only radio program focusing on advertising, media, marketing, product development, branding, new media, sales and customer relations. Stay with us for entertaining marketing discussion and our special guest interview. Now, here are your hosts, Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. That's The Advertising Show, being brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. Visit AdAge online at adage.com, The Advertising Show. The Radio Midgets production didn't have a chance before we broke for the top of the hour to tell you to go to theadvertisingshow.com. That's where you can hear these broadcasts and many more on podcasts and RSS feeds. It's uh, something new that we've done because everybody else is doing it, so we did mm. it too, you see. But uh, no, I don't know about that. Ours, is, ours, ours are better. <laughs> They're faster and That's more colorful. Uh, and uh, anyway, But we've got Sally back with us this hour as well. And... Uh, it's it's a great book, uh, really really cool book. 
Um, we have you been out doing any holiday shopping? Are you kidding? Uh, of course you haven't. I got it all right. done in June. Yeah, sure you did. Right. Uh, okay. Uh, it says flat screens, iPods to boost holiday electronic spending, fueled by high-ticket items like flat panel TVs and MP3 players. Doug is saying that's what he wants. Spending on electronics items is projected to increase 9% or $17 billion this holiday season, according to the Consumer Electronics Association's 12th Annual Holiday and Sales Forecast Survey. Consumers are voting with their dollars for portable devices, and uh, that's that's what they're going to be spending. So uh, I know Doug is hoping to get that. I think everybody here at the radio station is getting one for the Christmas mm-hmm. party. Right. Uh, right, exactly. So, so if, Steve Jobs, if, you're, yeah, okay. Steve, if Steve Jobs is listening, you know, you're going to say what? You want a whole gross of them or what? <laughs> yeah, take a few, sure. Yeah. Sell them on the street hey, corner. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you mentioned podcasts, uh, and, and, you know, it is it is a nascent industry, frankly, and podcasts are gaining in popularity. They could be mainstream uh, by t- 2010, as re- research company Bridge Ratings has suggested that uh, this week uh, 4.8 million people are projected to download at least one podcast by the end of this year, up from 820,000. Uh, 820,000 to 4.8 million in one year's time. Bridge says 45 million to 75 million will have listened to at least one podcast by 2010. And of course, that's only five years from now. So yeah. it's something that, uh, many, you know, there are bloggers out there that are doing podcasts and they don't have to do it under any particular format. They just, you know, take their equipment and put together an audio feed and throw it out there. And then there are some, uh, Clear Channel and other broadcasters that are taking, uh, taking radio programs and doing the same thing. We here at the Advertising Show, I guess, were a bit ahead of things back in 2001 when we started streaming right. our show live and uh, pulled two uh, tin cans together and connected them with uh, <laughs> with a string and was able two to start laptops. that back in, uh, yeah, back in fall 01 and uh, continuing to try to stay ahead. And it frankly started podcast by way of uh, listeners around the world asking about uh, when we were going to transition to that about a year and a half ago. So it's I'm, go- I'm glad and I thank you for uh, Shippel. Shippel Technologies there in Houston in our low home market, uh, I should say here in Houston, uh, for, for all that help. Okay. yeah, There's did. their shameless plug, right? Thank you, Ed. Ed's number is uh, yeah. Get uh, a cell phone. Years ago, uh, anybody that can take advantage of this technology and get their message out there, and get good stuff going on, good conversation with their consumers, with their uh, with their potential uh, clients, uh, mm-hmm. really ought to take advantage of that. Uh, Sam Goody, uh, you know the the uh, record uh, retailer. Sure. I say record. Isn't that funny? Amazing. <laughs> is the yeah. latest company to jump on the interactive billboard bandwagon. They'll install high tech interactive displays at 100 of its U.S. stores. Now, I find it interesting to see that they still have 100 U.S. stores when you think about mm. it because so many people uh, have gone away from that with iTunes and such. Well, so I saw Winchester on. Cathedral uh, sitting on your uh, console the other day when you were talking about records. Now, if you can tell me, Brad, <laughs> who did that song? Uh, what do I get, a T-shirt? Maybe. No, we well, don't have any T-shirts. Winchester uh, Cathedral was back in the 70s, as that, I recall. What was that band at the debt? Well, I remember that. It doesn't it, matter. It was, it was a funny song because you were listening to it saying, why am I hearing what my parents would listen to on Top 40 radio back in those days? Yeah, exactly. It was yeah, some, it was something weird. like the Earth Band or something. And I think it was the beginning of the one-hit wonder. <laughs> Who knows who they were? Exactly. Yeah. They work in other jobs now. Let's put it that way. I'm sure. Uh, on page 98 of this book called uh, Radical Careering. And, Hold on. Let me turn to it. Okay. Page 98. 100 I'm truths there. to jumpstart your job, your career, and your life. It says 99,999,999 didn't make it. 
You did. Yeah. What are those, Brad? Well, it's chapter 98, by the way, instead of page 98. That threw me off because I was looking for page numbers and they weren't here. Uh, they were expressing your truest <laughs> self and is the ultimate competitive advantage. Is that what you're saying? I'm looking at you were born like any. Uh, oh, any that other. one. I'm sorry. One. I 98 ahead. Radical Truth 98. Sally, you were born. the man is having trouble with your book here, and we apologize well, for it's that. It's the pictures okay. that are throwing me off. It's I right, like the pictures. <laughs> it's right after page 97. I got uh, you. Okay, or chapter 97. And it yes. basically, those, those, are little, those are little sperm, you'll see. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it says well, you were born like any other. In uh, your book, it's little minor. I see. Okay, but yeah, yeah, let's book. bring Sally back. Sally, <laughs> <laughs> that was your cue to come on stage here, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. Can so you follow this? conversation about sperm. You know, you guys really do have a knack between the sperm and the breast. You're, you're getting into all the good visuals. Well, yes, we are. I guess we? to hear our show next week, you'll have to go to our Internet connection because uh, <laughs> most of the radio stations are across. No, let's jump back into this. You know, we talked uh, at the end of last hour, and we have an abbreviated show today, so we're going to jump bring you back on. We talked a little bit about how, uh, or I was envisioning, I should say, how maybe some listeners are wondering about how they get out of a dead-end job. You know, one of your first jobs, I don't have to tell you this, Sally, was being an, an account executive, but I understand you were really interested in getting more on the creative side and do some copywriting. So what advice would you have for someone that's uh, wanting to get into, say, another side of the business, creative or otherwise, and how do you make the transition? Mm, great question. My favorite truth in the whole book is number 19, being in a crap job isn't your fault, but staying in a crap job is. Mm, yeah. Because People wake up one day and they say, you know, I'm really not happy with what I'm doing. In fact, I kind of hate this. Either the company changed or their um, their passion for it died out or they got a new boss or whatever reason. And that's not your fault. But if you stay in that same job, that job that you think is crap for two years or three years, and suddenly you wake up ten years later and you realize, you know, it's still a crap job, that's when you need to take some responsibility. If you don't like your job and it continues to be a situation that isn't getting any better, then it's crucial to be able to take the steps to transition either out of that department or out of that company or even out of that industry. You know, that's such great advice. And we have a worldwide audience. We have many members of our audience that are owners and business and employees and bosses and so forth. So if you uh, come in in the next few weeks and you're missing half your staff, that's sallyhogshead.com. Mm-hmm. And send all your email to her, please, because I got a feeling, uh, you know, most of our listeners uh, that will hear this have got to, you know, take an inventory here and at least, at the very least, career, uh, radical careering. You got to buy the book and, and maybe uh, take a look at your, take a look at where you are in your world. You know, when you start at, at Fallon, uh, we were mentioning before you came on earlier. You meant your mentor, I understand, was Luke Sullivan. Oh, guest. yes, Luke yeah. Sullivan, former guest here on the show, friend of, of Ray's. And mm. I'm curious, what was it like uh, working at Fallon at that time, especially when you were only one of uh, a few writers uh, besides yourself, of course, at the fe- on the female side? Was it uh, rather weird or what? Well, it was intimidating for all kinds of reasons. I mean, there was yeah. more talent walking up and down those halls. People literally had so many one-show pencils that the, the shelving of the, the shelving that the, the award sat on was saggy. And what was, what was incredible about being at there at that particular time is there were all these ad legends that were, that were there from Fallon's start, Bob Berry and Michael Scarbo and Bruce Bildstein and Dean Hansen and, and, um, and of course, Luke Sullivan, who, who brought me in and mentored me. 
And it was an, an incredible time at an incredible agency. I learned so much that I still think about today. I was really blessed to have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was only the second female ever hired in the copywriting, in the mm. copywriting area. Wow. So what did, was that, that, that had to have been a great experience for you, and it must have been a great motivator for you. Being able to um, work at Fallon was beyond my dreams of what I thought I was going to be able to do at that point in my career. But it's a little bit like giving a Ferrari to a 15-year-old. And then she <laughs> took that Ferrari and she moved to Beverly Hills, that is. Women Pose, movie stars. Now, we've got more with Sally Hogshead, uh, author of the book Radical uh, Careering, 100 Truths to Jumpstart Your Job, Your Career, and Your Life, back in just a minute. Make your advertising dollars work smarter. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. My beer is Rhinegolda Dry Beer. East side, west side, and up, down, and down. Rhinegold Extra Dry Beer is... This should really cause some confusion. Today's game is being brought to you by Rhinegold Beer. (laughs) And for those of you tuning in for the game, the score is Love 15. Oh, wait, wrong game. Okay. Sally Hogshead is our special guest on the advertising show, Radical Careering, and we've got her for one more segment here today. Sally, it is so good to have you on the show. Thanks to, for taking time out of your weekend, and welcome back to the show. Oh, thanks, you guys. I appreciate it. Well, it's our pleasure. You know, we uh, we can't say enough about your book, and that's not a shameless plug. We really do. Uh, we, we only say what we mean, and we do encourage uh I encourage you to check it out. Amazon.com is a great place to go, I suppose, and Radical Careering is the book. And our guest, Sally Hogshead, some of the uh, uh, careers, uh, chapters, you have ten. Deal with reality, master the workplace, own your career, one of my favorites, fail successfully, reinvent yourself, and so forth. And it's not just the chapters. You have 99, I mean, uh, the uh, chapters of careering, but you have 99, uh, or 100, I should say, 100. uh, Radical uh, truths. Yes, radical truths. Thank you. Just interview yourself at this point. No, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> radical Sally, truth. Well, thank, th- yeah, thank you. Anyway, uh, when, when, I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay, if you had, on. if you had to only choose one of your radical truths that you had to share with someone, what what would it be? Mm, probably number fifteen. Aspire to be the dumbest person in the room. Mm, okay. Mm. And then go ahead and explain that, because I think that sounds counterintuitive. It does, because we all want to be the smartest person in the room, especially people in advertising. We spend our careers working at knowing, knowing the answers and being able to solve problems. But the problem is that when you start to settle, and you start to work in a company where you're surrounded by people who aren't pushing you and challenging you and teaching you, then your performance falls off, followed very shortly by your motivation. So if you're playing on the A team, you're not going to be the smartest person in the room, but you're you're going to be improving yourself constantly. It, however, on the other hand, if you're the smartest person in the room, then you're on the C team. So when is the pushing and the motivating not somebody else's responsibility but your own? Your career is always your own responsibility. It's nobody else's responsibility to push and motivate you, and you, you can't look to other people to do that. But if, you, if you're feeling like you need to push your own career, here's some of the things you can do. Number one, find motivating people to collaborate with, people who really light your fire and can teach you things you don't know how to do. Mm-hmm. Plug into people outside your office. Go to classes. Expand your knowledge. Experiment in new forms of media. And try to work with clients who do things differently so that you can learn all kinds of new skill sets. 
You know, that's great advice. There is, uh, there's someone, I won't mention him, but he owns and runs a major ad agency, and he was sharing with me about how one of his uh, young upstarts came in and asked him, uh, what advice would you give me for growing my career and, and succeeding? And this person said, I would recommend, and this is not a plug, I'd recommend you read Ad Age every week, cover to cover, and that's the way you really get some insight into what's going on in the world. And and he said, uh, come by my office and I'll give you my copy at the uh, when I'm done every week. Who was that, guess Rance what? Crane, Brad? No, 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 no. 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 Oh, okay. get, 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 guess what? Guess what? The kid's never shown up in his office asking for that copy. I mean, you know. Really? Uh, yeah. And, and that guy uh, transitions into uh, a, a mention about uh, Ad Age. There was a recent article in Ad Age uh, where you were interviewed or, or talking about experiencing powerlessness, powerlessness and vowed you'd learn how to build ladders uh, instead. Explain what you meant by this, Sally. I was in a situation in my career when I... I, I was the creative director of Crisp and Portobogeski in Los Angeles, and I had founded the office as creative director and managing director. And it was a really frustrating experience um, on some levels because I had opened the office on the unlucky day of September 10th of 2001. And everybody in that agency is brilliant, and I can't say enough great things about them. And so well, I had to leave um, for a very difficult pregnancy. And when I found myself on bed rest, flat on my back, no power, feeling like I had just uh, I had just left the greatest job in the world. Um, I, I realized that I needed to figure out a new way to get out of holes, a new way that when you're feeling unmotivated and feeling kicked in the gut and um, d- depressed by the circumstances around you, how do you pick yourself up and climb out of that deep, dark hole? And for me, the answer was writing this book. So. Everything that I'm writing about in the book, it's a little autobiographical because I was going through it at the same time that I was writing about this. Interesting. You know, I was go- I was going to mention that uh, unlike other career books, all of your content in here is based on real-world experiences. And, you know, what you were just talking about, I think we can all relate to the fact that sometimes – uh, maybe not everybody, but uh, many can relate to the fact that sometimes you have something that happens in your life that's not such a good thing, but if you uh, look at it in a positive way, it can turn into a good thing and, and redirect your life and change your world and change your, your whole outlook on things. Absolutely. It's not a question of whether or not bad things are going to happen, especially in advertising. We are constantly punished. There's so many things that happen over the course of a day, whether it's a campaign getting killed, an account resigning, um, and awards not being won, whatever it is, jobs lost, layoffs. But it's a question of what do you do after those bad things happen? Because you have the power. You always have the power to reclaim responsibility within the situation. But with that power, you have to be accountable for the results that you're going to create. Well, you know, it's the funny thing about life. It's so daily. That was my uh, revolutionary thought for the day. You know, it's it's true, though. I mean, if you're not uh, going through challenges in life, chances are you're not alive. And how you look at those challenges, whether it's through advertising and marketing or any other of uh, life's uh, bumps in the road, how you how you deal with those. And I, I know what you speak of, Sally, and we won't talk about that today because it could be an entire show that the challenges that you went through that redirected your life and was the was the uh, origins for your book. And now, I guess, a whole new career for you. 
It is a whole new career, and I have to tell you something funny. I just got done with um, two months of touring for my book tour, being being an author um, after the book came out in September, and I missed marketing and branding so much I that bet. now I, yeah. I I've come back to doing uh, doing projects on the side because I I love the process of coming up with ideas, and and being an author is it doesn't stimulate that part of your brain that we have a gift of being able to engage with every day in advertising. Well, we just have a minute left in this uh, in this segment or in this show, for that matter. What can you leave our uh, leave our audience with as far as something to take with them on throughout their life and their career? The most important thing is that most people do not love their jobs. Most people are not happy, and there's no way that you can be your most successful and your most fulfilled until you have a career that you absolutely love. And it's up to you to create that career from scratch, not to wait for somebody to hand it to you. You know, Ray and I were talking off the air, and we were both decided to resign. Then we realized that we own our companies, and we can't do that. <laughs> and I love my job. I love my job. Hey, Thank Sally, you so much, we, Sally. We love you, too. Sally. Oh, I love you guys. Sending you my love from Los Angeles. Radical Careering, nice. 100 Truths to Jumpstart Your Job, Your Career, and Your Life. Go get the book. It's a it's a Gotham book, and you can find it uh, anywhere. But, indeed, go get it. If, to, if, if next week is looking kind of gloomy for you, well, this might help out a little bit. Thank you, Sally, and we look forward to next week's show. We've got uh, Steve Kaplan, author of Bag the Elephant, How to Win and Keep Big Customers. It'll be a great uh, post-Thanksgiving holiday uh, interview with Steve, and we invite you to, to, uh, to check it out next week. Have a great Thanksgiving, too. Eat lots of turkey, unless you're a vegetarian, I guess, and you eat lots <laughs> of, uh, what, zucchini. Uh, anyway, go to theadvertisingshow.com. The Advertising Show is sponsored by Advertising Age Magazine. You can visit them online for at nh.com with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsythe. The Advertising Show is a big radio midgets production. <laughs> <laughs>